Desmond Tutu said, Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. You don't get out of bed in the morning without hope. We have hope in many things. Hope in God. Hope in family. Hope our efforts will bear fruit. Hope we'll find that perfect someone. Hope we'll overcome a sickness. Hope that life holds beauty. Hope the toilet won't back up. Hope our kids will live well. Hope we get the job. Hope we get pregnant. Hope we don't get pregnant. Hope we'll lose 10 pounds. Heck, hope is the reason we keep on keeping on. But what happens when you hit those patches, the dissolving of a relationship, the terminal diagnosis, the loss of a job, severe bullying, despair and overwhelming self-criticism for another criticism for another failure? Those moments when hope gets up and walks out of the room. A few years ago, a friend separated from her husband. She moved to a new town and she started doing emotional work and building a new community around her. But her hope ebbed and flowed. What can I do for you? I asked. I just need hope, she said. And sometimes that's hard to come by. So this episode is for her and for all the people who have moments where that light of hope isn't visible in the storm you are currently in. And that, at some point or another, is all of us. Stories are our lives in language. Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. I'm Lori Lee, and I'm excited for our future together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our stories. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Story power serves you best when you know how to use it. One of the spaces and stories that creates hopelessness is that space of feeling as if we've failed, are failing, or are destined to keep screwing things up. This heavy space is like a drain that sucks the light right out of our souls. So let me share an idea that I heard in church the other day. When a parent pays for a child to take piano lessons so that they can learn a new skill, develop a talent, understand music, they do not expect the child's going to sit down and instantly be a concert pianist. They hope that the child will sit and practice day after day before even a beginner song can be played. They know that. They don't expect the child or want the child to pay them back for the lessons, but what they do want is that the child will take the opportunity given to them and learn something new. They hope the child will respond to the gift and keep practicing year after year until the skill is acquired. So it is with our Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother, with God, whatever you call it. We have been given opportunities in our lives to learn many, many things. We often learn these things through trial and error. God doesn't expect us to be expert at them out of the gate. We will practice love. We will practice disciplining our minds and bodies. We will practice patience. We will practice overcoming judgment. We will practice sharing and playing nice. We will practice loving ourselves. We will practice healthy boundaries. We will practice living big. We will practice communicating well. 
every day we will have opportunities to practice with every interaction and experience before us. We always get to keep trying, and we are all practicing different songs. It's important to remember that there's never a fall or a fail, a wrong note, where we should stay down, where we should quit. It's common that when we feel that we have failed at something, a marriage, self-control, an expectation, something new we tried, that that dark mist of shame and hopelessness, discouragement, futility, they can start easily to build and swirl at our feet. This is also a common human experience. Now, my belief is that it's the adversary looking for every crack in our armor in an attempt to drain us of hope and increase the darkness that we live in. Now, whether or not you believe in an adversary, a force of darkness that competes with the light that we want and seek, it is the human experience to feel both darkness and light and to choose which we will each gravitate toward. For me, the hope comes from not staying in a place of self-beat-up, but instead asking myself what I learned from the situation and then being kind to myself and moving forward with the new knowledge I gained to try again. Whatever wrong note I hit, um, I learn from it, right? Like, that's the wrong note. Let's try that song again. I just try to keep moving toward the light. We are never unworthy or unwanted. We are simply practicing. Hopelessness would have you throw the music down and stomp off when you hit the wrong notes. Hope comes from the understanding that we are definitely going to hit wrong notes, a lot of them, because that's how the game is played. That's how the song is learned. And that's okay. Expected. But we are blessed to try again. If you have children, you will remember when they were learning how to walk or to ride a bike. When they were toilet training. <laughs> when they fail or... Um, fail, F-fail, F-E-L-L, or F-A-I-L-E-D, when, when they didn't get it right, you never once thought, oh, well, that child has fallen. He or she is now unworthy to continue to try. We must be as loving and supporting to ourselves as we are with our children at understanding the process of learning something new. We are all learning every day, and every day we get to keep trying. And maybe that involves creating boundaries that support you, moving away from social media or peers who bring you down. Maybe trying is seeking therapy or outside help. Maybe trying is just changing stories that are holding you back. Maybe trying is a set of new affirmations. Maybe trying is just practicing loving that person you really don't love right now. And maybe trying is getting out of bed and looking beyond yourself. Trying can be a whole lot of different things. But finding that spot of hope, realizing that we're all going to make mistakes and that we all get to keep trying to do it better the next day, that's a real thing. Each one of us is a sacred being. We are beautiful and beloved and full of potential and talent. Even if we aren't fully aware of all the power and the beauty that we hold, we most certainly are vibrant and sacred, every one of us. In her book, You Are Magnificent, Ginalyn Condi said, quote, Do the best you can with the information and factors you have at the time. 
that is really the best you can do, unquote. She goes on in her book to share that a therapist once told her that hope is not a feeling, it's a choice, a choice to keep choosing a plan B when plan A doesn't work out. So she says, quote, if plan A hasn't worked like you hoped, keep choosing another plan B. Maintain and protect the hope and love you still have and seek out sources that will expand that light. This is how we can keep acting instead of being acted upon, unquote. Three final ideas I want to share with you that that give me hope. The first one, in the Old Testament, when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of 400 years of slavery in Egypt, he finds himself in the desert with hordes of people who need food and water. I imagine this would have felt like a pretty hopeless situation because they just took off and cruised out of Egypt with, you know, they were on the run. They were trying to get out of there fast because Pharaoh had at the last moment said, okay, you know, you guys can leave if you're out of here quickly. And so they just picked up and tore off. So they needed sustenance and they didn't really have it. But with the prayers of Moses, the Lord gave them manna or a bread-like substance that they would find on the ground each morning. Every day they would wake and be able to collect just what they needed to survive for that day. I have a saying on my wall to remind me that God has my back and that His love is distilled upon me every day, no matter the circumstance. And it says, quote, The Lord's love distills upon us as manna. Manna comes daily. Unquote. Every day that I wake up and stare out the window into the world and face whatever I'm facing, Hope tells me that there will be manna out there. I will find what I need to do, what I have to do and to learn and what I need to learn and and that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now, even if I can't see that manna at the moment, even if I'm in the middle of a storm. The fact that God will distill upon me daily little pieces of His love and that I believe that is huge. But at the foundation of this, there's a healing power of the atonement of Christ. He forgives us over and over and over, not as a burden, but as a joyful grace. He forgives us frequently and freely, and He never tires of our efforts to learn and grow because He's paid for these piano lessons. He's paid for these piano lessons, and He wants us to practice. He wants us to take every opportunity to understand and learn these songs and learn ourselves and do better. Knowing this, even when I don't completely understand how the process of cleansing works through the atonement, but simply that I can keep trying and that he'll keep doing his part, this creates hope for me. I don't overcomplicate it. I just keep trying. Faith, trust, and hope are certainly very tight bedfellows. The second is what I call the experimental mindset. What is an experience? It's an experiment. When you try something new, you are doing an experiment. And with that experiment, you get an experience. And sometimes, most of the time when we are trying something we have never done before, we suck at it. It's supposed to be that way though. Try something you've never done. Some parts will work, some parts will need to be tweaked, and 
Then you simply try again. You come up with a new theory and you take in the new information you have and you start over. When you think about it this way, it's less daunting to try things for the first time when you don't have a standard of perfection for yourself that you have to get it right every time you try, that it has to be a perfect outcome. That's that fear of failure that pops up and stops us from even trying things because we're afraid we're not going to get it right. But if you use this experimental mindset and you realize that anytime you are getting outside your comfort zone and doing something new that you haven't done before, and this is this is really often for any of us that are stretching, right? That it's not going to go perfectly. You're doing something you've never done before and you're going to suck at it. And that's totally okay. That's how you get the information you need to figure out how not to suck at it. So a first project, a first client, a first date, experience tells you if you want to do it again and how to do it better the next time. Each step is a new experiment, a new experience, a new chance to get it right, even if it goes wrong. It was just an experiment. John Lee Dumas, he's a successful podcaster, one I learned a lot from when I was starting. He's a businessman and an entrepreneur, and he said, quote, I make mistakes daily. Some big, some small. I make mistakes because I'm a doer. I've become a recognized authority because I'm a doer, not because I don't make mistakes. Unquote. And the third one is people. One of the things that has repeatedly stood out to me in my interviews on this podcast over the last two years is that when people are in their darkest spaces... Sometimes the thing they learn is how much other people around them care and are willing to reach out and help and extend love. Sometimes the hard spaces require that we ask for help or to be vulnerable, and then unexpectedly people step up. So many of the interviews that I've conducted have had sections where as I spoke with these people, It turns out that their big takeaway is that we're not alone on our experimental journey. If you feel alone, reach out. There really are people to catch you. And most of the time, a lot of the time, there are people you can't even see that are there. Let me share a story from Oprah in her book, What I Know For Sure. She shares a story from her life. She said, in times of crisis, I've always marveled at the way people reach out with words of encouragement. I've had moments of real devastation in my life. We all have. But I've been sustained by the grace and love of friends who have asked, is there anything I can do to help? Not knowing that they already have just by asking. People I've known well and others I've never met have in such moments built me a bridge of support. I'll never forget when after a particularly difficult setback a few years ago, my friend B.B. Weenan stopped by unexpectedly. There's something I came to tell you, he said, and started singing what he knows is my favorite spiritual. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I sat quietly, closed my eyes, and opened myself to his gift of love and song. When he finished, I felt a release of pressure. I was content to just be. And for the first time in weeks, I experienced pure peace. When I opened my eyes and wiped away the tears, 
Bibi was beaming. He started laughing and gave me a big hug. Girl, he said, I just came to remind you, you don't have to carry this load all by yourself. To know that people care about how you're doing when you're not doing so well, that's what love is. I feel blessed to know this for sure. Unquote. Hopelessness seems to be the plague of our day. As suicide rates soar, depression and anxiety become the norm, and drug addiction increases, we see manifest amongst us all the results of the hopelessness in the most severe ways. It becomes a space of darkness that takes over the minds and the hearts of our societies. It might ebb and flow, but when it's in the flow, we desperately need a light, something, a candle, a flickering flame before us that we can see far enough ahead to keep moving forward instead of giving up. Can I encourage you, if you are not in that dark space, to be the light for someone else this week? And if you are in that dark space, to remember that life is just an experiment, a time to practice our songs and hit wrong notes, and that they're just a part of learning. Reach out if you need help, because often the disconnectedness of our digital age is part of the problem. Keep trying because you are sacred, you are needed, and everything you're going through is preparing you to be who you need to be and to do what you need to do. You are the hero of your story, fighting the dragon for the pot of gold you cannot see on the other side of the fight. Thank you for being here today on the Love Your Story podcast. Join us every week for an inspiring or empowering topic or interview, stories, and how to create your best life story on purpose. Love it if you'd leave me a review. And we have wonderful episodes planned for 2019. So stay with us. We've got some good stuff. The website is always available. We've got the Love Your Story t-shirts you can buy. We've got a lot of great story tools. The 21 Life Connection Challenges you can sign up for. We've got the Five Steps to Reframing Your Story. Lots of things to creating your best life story on purpose. LoveYourStoryPodcast.com. We'll see you next week. <music>